How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. Today, we're discussing DJ LeMayhew, his role, his currently injury progress. As we know, that toe injury knocked him out of the entire postseason. We really, really needed him. I know we didn't have Ben Benintendi to be our leadoff guy, didn't have DJ LeMayhew. We had to put Judge in that leadoff uh, spot just so uh, opposing teams would be aggressive toward him. And unfortunately, after going through a month of basically being walked every at-bat, Judge just was not ready for the type of aggression he was going to get during the postseason and struggled for that reason, in my opinion. But looking at, you know, DJ LeMayhew, his health and how important it is for the 2023 season, there may not be a player that we're kind of banking on to pick up that role, uh, maybe on the hot corner in, in lieu of, of Josh Donaldson, if they can manage to offload some of his contract. I think DJ ends up starting the season at third base if Josh Donaldson is gone. Um, if not, then maybe they utilize him as their regular utility option in the infield, and they just utilize Oswaldo Cabrera as their regular utility option in the outfield, and they just kind of keep them separate. Could be an interesting uh, strategy to utilize and just keep everybody healthy and you know make sure that Oswaldo's not moving all over the place all the time, but rather kind of just having that reassurance in both positions and both uh, units. But looking at DJ right now, some really good updates, some really good injury progress that he's making, Ryan. Before we dive into it, how do you do today, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, I look at DJ LeMahieu's situation with his injuries, and I really do think LeMahieu still is a very good baseball player. Um, and I know a lot of people kind of look at LeMahieu and, and they look at the Yankee lineup. And they say, well, you know, if you look at opening day last year, um, it's the same lineup. But I, I heavily disagree with that notion. Not only are you probably not going to have Ike in the equation or Donaldson in the equation if LeMahieu, of course, uh, is as healthy as Boone has uh, made it seem. Um, so I think they're trying to prop him up to trade him or anything is a no trade clause. And uh, quite frankly, I don't think the Yankees are interested in dealing him, nor do I think any other teams are interested in taking on that money right now. Um, but, you know, they don't have Gallo in the mix. Hicks probably isn't starting. LeMahieu is such an important part of what the Yankees did for so long in that season, right? You know, people forget it really wasn't until he started, like you could visibly see signs of him being hurt, you know, over his, you know, last few games, you know, his last uh, 78 plate appearances, which, you know, he didn't really hit for much power. His last 19 games hit 143. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he didn't have a single extra base hit um, over those 19 games. His max exit velocity was a 106.8 mile per hour uh, batted ball, which is well below that 110.9 we saw earlier in the year. Um, he didn't look like himself. He quite simply couldn't hit the ball the way he was doing. He was hitting it before. Um, and, and when you can't generate any velocity, when you cannot generate any power, when you can't drive off your back foot, you can't drive off your toe, that's going to result in poor power. Uh, there are plenty of players, there are plenty of hitters that, you know, look at Harrison Bader, right? You know, he talks about, he talked about this on MLB Network where when he first was playing with the Cardinals in 2022, his power numbers were way down because of the plantar fasciitis where you can't drive off your back foot. And if you, it, for anyone who understands energy transfer, right? A lot of that for hitters and pitchers comes from that back leg, right? So if there's any sort of disrupt anything that disrupts uh, your ability to put weight on it and, and transfer that energy efficiently, you're not going to be able to drive the baseball. When you can't drive the baseball, you know, sure, your power numbers are going to go down. That's 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 inherent. But a big thing with your exit velocity going down means your expected batting average on balls in play is going to go down. You're not going to generate a high bat at hitting the ball soft unless you have remarkable batted ball splits, which, quite frankly, a guy as slow as LeMahieu isn't going to have. He put up a 167 bat pip over that stretch. He's a guy who typically runs pretty high bat pips. You know, he's a slap hitter. He's a guy who, who can control his batting average on balls in play pretty well. If we look at that initial stretch where LeMahieu was just tearing the cover off the play at a 135 WRC plus on August 18th, his bat pip was 307, which is a little bit above that league average. He was hitting 282, three, 282 with a 382 on base, ultimately striking out more less than he walked. You know, I really do think LeMahieu 
if fully healthy, is one of the better third basemen in baseball. Seven defensive runs saved, as much as Josh Donaldson, in less than 50% of the playing time Donaldson had, and four outs above average, speaks to the fact that this guy could be a gold-glove caliber defensive third baseman if he plays there for a full season. And I think that the bat for, if you want to tell me that LeMayu puts up a 120 to 125 WRC plus next year, I really wouldn't be stunned at all. He really does have the talent to get to that point. The on-base skills, you know, I look at him at the same way, you know, people look at Michael Brantley, right? I think that's a completely fair comparison. I think that's the type of hitter he is. He profiles very well for Yankee Stadium. And, and ultimately, you know, having him at the top of the lineup and having his contact skills is something the Yankees sorely missed in that American League Championship Series. I bet you if the Yankees had, you know, that that for the first, really up until August, that version of DJ LeMahieu up against the Houston Astros, uh, I think the Yankees convert more run scoring opportunities. Not saying they win the series, but, you know, that, that series came down to a run here, a run there, a big at bat runners in scoring position, you know, striking out here instead of putting the ball in play. It really came down to a very, very, very small details in terms of the difference between a close series and a sweep. Uh, so I think LeMahieu doesn't push them over the edge of being, you know, clear-cut World Series favorites or anything like that, but he definitely stabilized that lineup. And that's important for this team. Guys, the only thing I can say is when DJ LeMay, he was at the top of his game, when he's kicking some serious ass, when his bat is flying, he is one of the most valuable pieces on this roster. You know what I mean? Like you guys remember the the machine, right? When he's on his game, the guy just continuously, consistently, consistently gets on base and gives Aaron Judge a guy to bat in right after him, right? Uh, DJ is an important part of this team. We forget that he was injured. A lot of people like Yankees are, are, you know, this team didn't get any better. And everyone judges the postseason um, as kind of end all be all of what the Yankees are going into next year. But the reality is, is we didn't have most of our healthy guys, you know, in, in prime positions. Obviously, DJ was out. Michael King is out. Frankie Montas is out. Ron Marinaccio is out. Um, Scott F. Ross is out. Like half of our team is down at, at that point in time. Um, and you know, you're trying to utilize some, some backups like Oswald Cabrera, who we love, but just, you know, did not have it during the playoffs Oswald Peraza, you know, obviously defensively elite, but IKF who was a, who was a regular starter, just was not carrying his weight. They needed to give Peraza more time, um, to get acclimated so we can kind of use that leverage into the season, but you know, obviously it didn't work out that way. Moving forward, DJ's health is extremely important. It's extraordinarily important. Um, to the Yankees' success moving forward. And ultimately, the great update that Aaron Boone provided yesterday is something that we should be very excited about. He's been working at the player development complex pretty much every day, doing everything from hitting and throwing, agility work, running. Um, you know, uh, DJ said last year that it wasn't really the um, the defensive st- state of his game that was being impacted by the toe. It was what you mentioned, um, the batting, the putting pressure on his back foot. That was what really held him back significantly. Um, but now you're looking at that injury kind of dissipating. He doesn't need surgery on that foot, which is a really good sign. Um, obviously, you know, surgery might have corrected it. Maybe you put him in a better spot, but it seems like he's working through it naturally. He doesn't want to get that surgery and just kind of uh, shake it off in his own way. So it seems like he's progressing well. Boone's statement is very encouraging. But the value that you actually see uh, right now for DJ and what he can bring to this team I don't think there's another leadoff hitter on the roster right now. I mean, he has to be the guy, right? I mean, is there an argument that maybe Aaron Judge is the leadoff hitter next year? Or do you do you desperately want to keep him in that number two spot behind DJ? Yeah, no, it, it has to be uh, DJ LeMayu. He has to be the leadoff hitter next year. And, you know, a lot of people, I know a lot of people, especially after today with the Correa stuff, a lot of people are like, well, the Yankees left side of the infield, it's IKF and Donaldson. This is embarrassing. Not, I guarantee you that the Yankees will not be starting either of those guys, regardless of whether they're on the roster or not in, in, in on opening day. 
Do you think the Yankees are going to sit down Glaber Torres after a 24 home run season and him being arguably a top four hitter on the team last year? One of the few guys who made it through the grind of the entire season uh, and had above average offense. Do we think the Yankees are going to sit him down and not play him at second base every single day where he deserves to play? You think they're going to spend him and not trade him? If they, Why would the Yankees hold on to Glaber Torres if not to start him at second base? Uh, and if they are to trade him, it's because they're getting something extremely valuable back. They are not trading him uh, just because, you know, they felt like it and they want to, you know, they, 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 you know, feel like it's the, it's a fun thing to do. They want to shake things up. That's, that's not what they're, that's not the angle they're going to take there. And, and then especially at shortstop Oswald Peraza is starting there. Right. And then if we move at third base Donaldson, you know, the Yankees are going to, you know, pay $25 million for Donaldson to sit on the bench. Do you think the Yankees are going to pay $15 million for their leadoff hitter to sit on the bench? Do you think they're going to pay $15 million for a guy who can hit 280 and provide great contact and walk more than he strikes out? You think they're going to bench him, their best leadoff option, because they want to play Josh Donaldson? You think the Yankees are thinking to themselves, man, you know, we paid him $25 million. I guess we have to hamstring ourselves offensively next year. That's sunk cost fallacy. If you want to say it's a, you know, oh, well, it's going to look bad if he's sitting on the bench. Who cares? I don't care if it looks bad. Yeah, it's a bad trade. It was a bad trade. That's you can't change that. Brian Cashman isn't, you know, dumb enough to think, oh, well, you know, I can't change the fact that it was a bad trade. So I'm just going to let it hurt the Yankees even more. DJ LeMayhu is starting at third base as of today. DJ LeMayhu is leading off for the New York Yankees as of today. He provides so much protection for Aaron Judge at the top of that lineup because he does not chase. He gets on base. If he gives you what he's projected for a 354 on base percentage right now, tell me who on the Yankee roster outside of Aaron Judge is going to give you a 354 on base right now. You could say maybe Anthony Rizzo, but then you move him away from being in between Judge and Stanton, which is a big thing for the Yankees. That's something we really like. And, you know, lineup optimization really isn't something that affects the game too much on a run scoring basis, but there is definitely an aspect to managers having to manage around having Rizzo in between judge and Stanton. You can't just have a situation where you have a right-handed specialist. I'm going to give you an example right here. Garrett Whitlock, right? Garrett Whitlock's one of the best right-handed relievers in the American league. You can't just throw him in there and say, he's just going to face three righties and it's going to be judged, you know, uh, uh, you know, some right-handed hitter and then Stanton. That's not going to happen because you have Rizzo in there. That's huge for this team. Um, Ultimately, you know, the Yankees getting a left fielder is going to play a big factor into this. But even the left field market, if the Yankees were to sign, let's say, Michael Conforto, would it not benefit them to hit him fifth where he's probably a power hitter and you can hit him after Stanton and suddenly you have, you know, LeMahieu, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Conforto, and then Glaber. That's a very deep lineup and there's good balance in there. Uh, even if it's Kepler, you would probably rather lead off LeMahieu. He's more likely to hit for a higher average. They're going to have similar walk rates, but this is where average matters. I typically don't talk about batting average, but it does help you're on base percentage to get hits. So LeMahieu's more likely to run a higher OBP. I would rather have LeMahieu up there and kind of have Kepler focus more on generating home run power. The average really isn't going to go up for him, even if he comes to New York and the shift is gone. Uh, it, it'll be the slugging percentage that you're looking at to, uh, to maybe have an increase. Uh, and then, you know, there, I know Brian Reynolds is a pipe dream, but you know he might be the only guy you really realistically look at as an alternative to lead off for the New York Yankees, and that feels like a pipe dream, right? So we're kind of in the stage of the offseason where I don't think LeMahieu is the leadoff guy because the Yankees sold and they didn't get the right guys or they didn't go out and be aggressive enough on the market, but because he's a lot better of a leadoff option than a lot of guys in the market. Even Andrew Benintendi, I will put a lot of money on DJ LeMahieu not only having a better WRC+, plus, but having a higher OBP and hitting for a higher average average the Benintendi will next year uh he plays in a significantly better ballpark for his uh 
type of spray charts. And he's a really talented hitter. And unlike Benintendi, he can walk more than he strikes out. That's a huge part of hitting for high average. You reduce the amount of uh, automatic outs and strikeouts. You reduce the amount of plate appearance or bats you have by walking more. It means you're going to have that smaller sample of at-bats. You're going to be able to have a little more volatility in your bat bip. Uh, I was watching a video a while ago about Joey Votto when he hit 400 in the second half. A huge part of that is not striking out and walking. Another part of that is hitting home runs, but LeMahieu's not a home run hitter per se, but he still, you know, he hit 12 last year. It's not in an injured season. It's not impossible for him to get to 15. Uh, but I think a lot of people, as you mentioned, are understating just how good DJ LeMahieu is. He can be a really big part of this team next year. And I promise you, if he is on the postseason, if he makes it through the grind of opening day to the end of the postseason, to the uh, start of the postseason and throughout that postseason run, the Yankees are going to see a massive difference between him and the lineup versus Donaldson. It's not going to be close. Absolutely. I would love to see DJ in an everyday role. You know, that that's I think that's the perfect scenario for the Yankees is having him at third base and Josh Donaldson not on the team. <laughs> you know, if we're being honest. Yes, Donaldson's defense was great last year, but offensively does not project well. And I don't think that he has the same power. Look, he's pimping home runs that don't leave the park, meaning that he thinks he's got enough power to get them out, but he doesn't, right? It's it's reduced. You know, he the fact that he feels as though that's leaving the park and it's not means that mentally he still thinks he has the power, which he probably doesn't. Um, at this point in time, uh, to hit like you know twenty plus homers a a year, which you know was kind of his past, but now I think you're looking at him as a good defensive player. But also, you know, the controversy he brought to the Yankees last year was not good. You know what I mean? Like it was not like the whole racist thing that happened with Tim Anderson. That's not what the Yankees want to be getting themselves involved in. You know, that's not something that we want to be involved in because it stains the legacy, it stains the organization. That's what Cashman in the in the front office signed up for when they went and, and acquired Donaldson. You know, he's had some chippy things happen in the past before and a lot of locker rooms that just dislike him in general. But, you know, I don't know if what he said was true or not. I don't I wasn't there, I wasn't on the field, but you know, we can only hear what Tim Anderson had to say about it, um, take his word for it. Obviously, in something of that nature, that's very, very, very uh, sensitive and very serious. So, you know, looking at the state of the team right now, DJ LeMayhew is a great guy. He's a great player. He is someone that should be in the lineup every single day. And if there's anyone that I'm willing to replace to get him into the lineup every single day, it's Josh Donaldson, in my opinion. Yeah, and to kind of get my last thoughts there, you know, you mentioned the off the field stuff with Donaldson. Regardless of whether you feel it's right or wrong, what or you know whether it was overblown or not, uh, you just don't want that controversy surrounding your team. It's a distraction. It is an active distraction. You cannot have that. Aaron Judge being named the captain, I think, gives them a lot of stability in the leadership position. But DJ LeMahieu is someone who, you know, there just isn't any of those off the field stuff. There's really never been anything that's come out bad about him. Right. You know, and I think that's something that gets overlooked a lot with the clubhouse. We're talking about a team trying to win a World Series. You know, the Houston Astros keep Martin, Martin Maldonado as the catcher, despite the fact he's terrible statistically, framing wise, getting worse offensively, can't hit a lick. They keep him around and start him every single day in the postseason. He is a consistent part of that team. He is someone who pitchers love pitching to. He's someone who they just adore, right? And that's a very analytical organization. They're at the forefront of analytics, right? You know, there is a sense of there are some definite there are, I think off the field immeasurables definitely play a big factor into how a team values you, into you know, your your dynamic on the team, and quite frankly, into how a team responds to adversity. You know, I'm a big numbers guy, and I will sit here and say, you know, there is a statistical reason for everything. However, I this is a game played by people. This is ultimately a game played by people. This is ultimately a game that is played by humans with emotions, just like you and me, just like everyone watching at home, with ups and downs and days where they don't they feel pretty crappy and days where they feel great. You know, we are human. 
right? Ultimately, that's a big part of this. And the Yankees need to make sure that they keep their clubhouse, especially with these young guys, Volpe, Cabrera, Peraza. You can't have a guy like Donaldson who has a reputation for hazing people and has a reputation for, you know, rookies really not liking him that much in that locker room when you have, when you're trying to get these guys comfortable at the major league level, right? Um, I remember when we brought in Bernie Williams, he mentioned, you know, trying to transition from, you know, what he was, what he went through as a rookie, where he was more, it was more hazing and veterans made them feel more uncomfortable versus when he was a veteran trying to make rookies feel more welcome and, and easing their transition to the major league level, right? That's a huge, huge thing that the Yankees need to make sure they maintain. And that's something that I think LeMahieu provides. Judge obviously provides that. There's a reason he's the captain of New York Yankees. It's not just because he's good at baseball, right? And there is a clubhouse. There needs to be a sense of um, accountability. And DJ LeMahieu deserves to start every single day. Glaber Torres deserves to start every single day. It's bad for the clubhouse if Donaldson gets the start and he's clearly not deserving of it, right? What does that tell the rest of the team? That if you're paid a lot of money, regardless of how bad you are, you're going to start anyways. That doesn't speak well to the organization. It doesn't speak well to the team. And I know that Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone are in trying are, are steadily improving in that regard and are going to make sure they put their best foot forward in 2023. There's a lot of negativity surrounding that. And I think that I want to, I think you and I can agree and we're in lockstep here. Be positive about how the Yankees are going to view playing time this year. Last year, they were asked, the question was, can Peraza, can, can he handle the postseason? We're asking a 21-year-old to handle the postseason. That's a legitimate question to ask when you hand him the shortstop position. We're asking if a veteran who's a three-time All-Star, a two-time batting champion, a multiple-time gold glove winner, can handle playing third base, right? That isn't the same question. He's straight up the better player. They're both veterans. There's no off-the-field questions with LeMahieu. I am positive and confident this team makes the right decision, and I think the obvious right decision is playing him at third base. Yeah, that's exactly. I actually just wrote that almost exact thing in an article like legitimately 15 minutes ago. You know, Peraza and Oswald Cabrera struggled during the playoffs, but what did we expect? You know, they were they were filling in for deficiencies, filling in for injuries, first time uh, being in such a high, you know, just a just a high leverage situation. I don't blame them at all for struggling. In fact, I think that they should have gotten more reps during the regular season instead of. Um, being held back at times for Aaron Hicks, like for goodness gracious, like we really had Aaron Hicks in, in the freaking outfield there. Um, you know, like this is a position where the Yankees, I think, have learned a lot about trusting their youth and, and realizing that they're going to have to play big roles in the playoffs. Like the, next year, you better believe Oswald Peraza is going to be in the playoffs unless they trade him. That's the only way he's not going to be featuring in the playoffs. Oswald Cabrera, he's going to be their super utility option come the playoffs. He's going to be filling in for some injury somewhere. I could, I would bet my money on it. So, you know, right now I feel pretty good about this team. Obviously kind of went on a bit of a tangent here for a couple of minutes on a couple of other different topics, but that's always fun. Always happy to hear uh, perspectives, opinions, um, and narratives blown in the YouTube comment section. Make sure to enjoy the rest of your Wednesday as the holidays are coming up. Stay safe out there. Very excited to spend some time with my family. I hope you enjoy spending some time with yours as well, my friends. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Friday Side Yankees episode.